In this episode of Radio Tenudenim, Menno has a conversation with Willem Bos, an avid collector of fans and a specialist on everything Japanese. They talk about exactly these two things and review the new Vans Vault x Maria release. Willem. Menno. Amazing to have you here. Yeah, good to be here. We're not gonna talk today in our mother's language. We're gonna launch an international collaboration. Very international. And you are very international, so um, we're here in the studio of Radio Tenudenim. And nobody knows yet what that is, but uh, that will come later. That's a scoop. And uh, I feel a little bit sort of uncertain, because normally I would be here with my protege Thomas, uh, but Thomas is not here today, so this is the second time in one week I have to do without Thomas. But a big shout out to T, and uh, hope to have you here soon. Before we're going to talk about the subject of Vans and Japan and Weko Maria, I would love to introduce you, of course, because um, w- maybe people don't really know who you are and um, yeah, what a vital role you play in the in the Tenue crew. Willem, if you allow me, uh, I think you're one of the, the, well, the best friends that we had <laughs> over the course of the last 13 years. Um, you're the secret curator of anything Japan within the walls of our stores. Um, I got to get a lot of credit for the curation with Japanese brands and the most sought-after niche uh, from Harajuku and uh, other places in Tokyo. But in fact, it was never me. It was actually you, Willem, who uh, said to uh, to me and uh, to René back in the days, guys, Jesus, you're sleeping why don't you stock that brand, go check it out. And whenever I would go to Tokyo, I would get like a huge list of you, uh, new stores, uh, new concepts, new records, uh, well, anything that we had to uh, go and see in Tokyo. And, and well, we would always squeeze way too many things in three or four days in the, the capital. But uh, to me, it's the capital of cool and um, you're the true curator. Um, can you please explain where your fascination for Japan and Japanese fashion comes from? Most definitely. Well, um, it comes from yeah, uh, it comes from nothing. <laughs> that might sound odd, but my dad took me to Japan, I think, 14 years ago, and actually, my mother was supposed to go with him, but uh, due to uh, uh, school holidays, and she's a teacher. Uh, the the absence of a holiday. She's a teacher. She couldn't go with him. She couldn't accompany him. I went with him. I did basically the same as you did. So I, I drafted a list of places I uh, wanted to go in Tokyo. And that was the first moment that I thought, okay, this is a city you can't compare to any other city in the world because I drafted a list with uh, shop A, shop B, shop C, shop D. And I thought it might be a little bit like when you go to Barcelona, New York, Copenhagen. And then I realized, okay, if you set foot in Tokyo with a Western written <laughs> list of places you go to and you ask people, okay, I'm looking for Visfim. And people say, and they just, they look at you, they do nothing, they start smiling and you're completely lost. And then I thought, okay, this is cool. So what I was doing, I was just going there without any guidebook a traveling book map and I just went to places and I looked into them and I went into stores and I thought oh my god this is so ridiculously cool that's where it started and then from there it went totally crazy and I went back there every year alone or hey and but um, 
Tokyo is quite a huge city to just stumble uh, and uh, around and, and a lot of <laughs> blisters. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, where did you start in Tokyo? Can you remember? Yeah, I can remember. I re I started at Tokyo Central Station because my dad had a co was having a was hosting a conference over there. He is in nuclear insurance, so it doesn't have anything to do with fashion. <laughs> Um, so it started at Tokyo Central Station, and from there I was just browsing through that area, which is, you know, it, back then it was not a really cool area. It's the area of Marunouchi. Uh, right now it has been, it is developing into something quite cool, uh, but back then it was quite dull. Then I took the subway to uh, Omotesando, which is a very good area if you want to start exploring Harajuku, the Omotosando region, but also the Gaienmae and Sendagaya areas, which is, in my opinion, which are the, the coolest areas. And you can also walk from there to uh, Nakameguro uh, and Daikanyama, which are yeah, uh, arguably the, the coolest places to, to go in Tokyo. And, and afterwards you can chill out in uh, Yoyogi Park, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's your favorite place because of all the vintage markets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's not take the stage right now uh, and talk about uh, Tokyo Vintage too much. We will get there for sure. Yeah. But, um, hey, and um, about that first trip uh, 14 years ago, um, it was kind of an accident that you uh, were uh, able to go. Yeah. Um, was it as influential to your dad as it was to you? Uh, in terms of the wow, uh, no, uh, no, not really. My dad is more focused on Europe and he doesn't really understand. He really likes and enjoys my passion about Japan and everything. But he's looking at me like, okay, I really don't understand what you're talking about, but <laughs> I really love the passion you right. bring across. And he, he, last time he mentioned it, Willem, I really enjoy you are being so you being so passionate about things because I don't have that. And um, did your dad come with you uh, the 14 years after? Only one time, and it was also due to work, which is good for me because he can pay for the flights and the hotel <laughs> <laughs> and the food. <laughs> Hey dad, do you want to go? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Every year I ask him, yeah, can you host another conference? No, 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 not possible. And yeah, so that's that's how it worked out. Hey, and um, I, I meant not to talk about uh, the year uh, behind us, um, and I'm not gonna, but let's just say it was a year without traveling. Yeah. How did you survive, man? I survived really well. That is um, also because um, I became a father of a daughter. So that also prevented me from traveling, um, well, let's say, internationally. And it also um, offered me, um, yeah, it, it gave me the opportunity to sit back and relax and think about all the things I have. And that was, for me, it was mind-blowing because I realized I really love and like traveling, but not to the extent... I thought I was mm. enjoying it. So I'm most definitely, I will uh, reduce the amount of traveling even uh, post-COVID. Okay, but um, now just between you and me. Yeah. Get rid of all the bullshit. When yeah. do you go? Um, a good question. I think I will go in the end of this year 
and then I will leave my daughter with my parents, and then I will go with my wife to Tokyo. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. First time for her, or? Uh, no, 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 third time. Awesome. I, uh, yeah, we know each other for three years, and I took her to Tokyo two times because uh, I wanted to influence, influence her as well. Picture yourself in Tokyo? Yeah. First stop? Uh, yeah, Koko Ichibanya curry, Japanese curry. <laughs> I, even if I start talking about it now, I think, oh my God, I, if I close my eyes, <laughs> I, I can imagine myself sitting there at the counter. Fantastic. Um, and can you remember uh, the first time uh, you sent me to Harajuku and uh, to all the, the stops that you put on a, an amazing list? Yeah, absolutely. I wrote you an email, an email I've sent to many Tenudenim crew members. And uh, it was, it consisted, yeah, it was, I think, 40, 50 places and um, categorized in terms of uh, how important they were. And I think you used it as a, yeah, as a, as a map for your uh, exploration. Yeah, and, and this is why I, I, I truly have to admit that you are somehow the Japan curator for Tenudenim because most of the trips that we took there uh, were accompanied by a, a beautiful Willem list, uh, as I uh, like to refer to it. And um, yeah, you always gave me a little bit the feeling that I was sort of not really well informed so to say <laughs> it was like fuck where where did you find these brands and uh, and and you would like tell me how can you not know about these guys <laughs> and um yeah this is also i i remember the first time that uh, i went to uh, one of the brands that are uh, subject of today's talk uh, weco maria and um you i remember you said to me promise me that you go there and no matter what um, part of the list you will ignore, you have to go to Weco Maria. Most absolutely. And uh, can you explain why I had to? Yeah, I, this is something Weco Maria I'm so ridiculously passionate about because for me it epitomizes, it perfectly epitomizes what Japanese brands are all about because it's a complete juxtaposition of influences because at the left side of the store, you have Hawaii bowling shirts with crazy prints. And on the right side, you have really smart Loro Piana uh, wool uh, suits. And that's exactly what I really enjoy about Japanese brands. They don't stick to one rule or one design rule. They mix everything into a crazy cocktail and they all do it with a production process that is so amazing. And that's why I said to you, Go to Weka Maria and then further the store, it houses a little espresso, um, a little espresso boutique, and in the back, and you also see the the vinyl records on the on the shoebox. They have this crazy installation with Macintosh amplifiers, it's playing reggae music, playing funk. So it's also taking cues and influences from all kinds of forms of art, which I really enjoy. What's the, what's the metro station again that we have to, uh, is yeah, it Nakameguro? Nakameguro. Yeah. yeah. I, I found a picture the other day uh, from, from uh, the moment that I stepped out of the metro at Nakameguro and I uh, want, because one of my, okay, I'm going to talk vintage again. <laughs> one of my most beloved vintage stores in, uh, <laughs> in, um, in Tokyo is actually very close to the metro station of Nakameguro. It's called Six. Yeah. And, um, 
it's it's on one of the second floors of a big building. So uh, this is one of the lessons that uh, that uh, you, Willem, learned me that. If you go shopping in Japan, <laughs> you always have to look up. And I was like, you have to look up? What What are you talking about? Because most of the coolest shops are not on ground floor, but on the first, second or third yeah, floor. Yeah, it's crazy. Because the rents are simply unaffordable. Yeah. And they host their stores uh, yeah, on other floors that we are used to. And and one of the great examples is also the, the Six Vintage. And I, I passed the store, I think, three to four times before I realized it was uh, somewhere up. And then um, I was on my way to Weco Maria and I, I literally, um, I sort of felt that I was entering this tribe or whatever. Um, do you agree that um, when you enter a, a tribe like that, uh, you might not feel very welcome immediately? Absolutely. It's very, I think it has two explanations. It's, it's like every tribe, they are, uh, in the beginning, they're hesitant. You have some kind of uh, uh, building up period. Uh, as, uh, they have to accept you. But also, ma still many Japanese people are not that good in English. So they're also feeling a bit sorry that they can't communicate properly with you. And as soon as you let the clothing and style uh, communicate then they open up and then they uh, realize okay this guy is really into this stuff and he doesn't care about language he cares about stuff like this and that connects you hey, and uh, w was it because of, to me when i entered there uh, there there it's this almost this funny paradox between like am i welcome here and i want to belong here if that makes sense yeah absolutely i i have had so many experiences also when i visited tokyo with my wife you enter a a, a coffee store nobody is looking up they're not helping you they're not serving you anything and they just wait until you go again because japanese people don't like to tell you fuck off they just don't pay attention to you that that's their way of saying okay i think you should go and i, I i've i've um i've had that for for many times yeah hey and um before uh we get uh we get to talk about your other love child uh, vans uh, because uh um that's I think the first brand you and I spoke about and um, another scoop today is that our first collaboration with Vance is 80% from the hand of, uh, of, uh, of Willem, um, which means that he uh, co-designed uh, the collaboration shoe. Um, maybe needless to ask, but I'm going to do it anyway. How happy were you when you realized that Vance and Weka Maria would be collaborating? Um, the sentence dream come true couldn't have been more right. This was something that I've always dreamt of. Even when I was in secondary school, I thought, oh, I would like to design a van shoe. And then suddenly I was in the middle of it. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm, I have it displayed in this box in my living room and I'm looking at it every day. Hey, but what I actually meant to ask oh. is, <laughs> oh. what did you think when Vance and Weka Maria? Oh, uh, apologies. No worries. I, I, I know I want to talk about vintage. You want to talk about the Tenu de Nîmes collaboration. Yeah. But, you know, we have rules. Yeah, Before yeah, we yeah, enter yeah. this Obey table, the we rules. Ru Obey <laughs> the rules. Obey the rules. We, we will get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, th th that's something, another dream come true. Because I really like, I, I honestly like the uh, 
the, the, the mixing up of the Californian skater vibe with the crazy, esoteric, idiosyncratic um, philosophy of Waco Maria. And they succeed in the in the in the first collaboration. They succeeded, and now with this slip on, it even gets better. I will tell you later uh, in this um, podcast uh, about where I use them for because it's something that not many people will, um, uh, yeah, use it for. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, I look I look forward to that. <laughs> hey, um, it's not dirty. It's not dirty. Ah, what a shame. <laughs> Willem, but before we get to talk in, and deep dive into real product, um, yeah. the other side of the love story today uh, is uh, besides Japan is 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 the Vans brand. Yeah, uh, can you tell me uh, what Vans mean to you in in your sort of daily yeah. obsession with fashion and anything related to it? Yeah, freedom. It it's again, uh, it's you feel the Californian vibe. And um, I, I saw uh, we've been browsing through books about early uh, Californian skater uh, cultures. It, 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 it's all about freedom, but it's also about um, equality. Everyone wears vans from yes. supermodels to homeless guys uh, and everything in between. Another thing is that it simply goes with anything. Kendrick Lamar wore vans uh, under a suit. I wear vans when I'm um, uh, working in the garden, when I'm going to work. And you can even live for a whole year, um, uh, be as many role, perform as many roles as you are, and only use one shoe, which is one pair of vans. And that's exactly what the brand is about, in my opinion. But this, this, is, uh, this is super interesting, because to me... Um I'm absolutely obsessed with, uh, yeah, let's say the simpleness of Vans. Yep. And um, they they became like a vital part of my daily wardrobe together with the pair of blue jeans and a white t-shirt. It's like, yeah, if, if you have that, uh, w w what is left to think about, right? Exactly. However, it's also a brand that steps out of the basic zone, so to say, and Um, yeah, serves the wave of creative expression and uh, connects with sports, connects with music, connects with fashion, and therefore also becomes sort of a blank canvas for even more creativity. And um, why do you feel that this specific collaboration is so special? Good question. Um, I, I exactly well um, referring to what you just mentioned, uh, the fans is uh, takes cues from all kinds of other sources of inspiration. It can be sports, it can be art, like the 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 MoMA collaborations, for instance. And now it it collaborates with Weko Maria, completely infused with rock influence uh, uh, rock influences um, this this very hard to grasp crazy japanese um, uh, style and it it also has a some kind of dark layer over it if if you visit tokyo uh, uh, imagine that you are going to vintage stores and then you go out at night And there are so many bars that you can't compare with any bar in anywhere else in the world. It's it's dark, it's a bit dodgy, but still it's 
cool and that's what you can easily wear this shoe to these kind of bars and be the coolest guy around but it's and it's quite funny because i was told uh, that um within the vans community uh yeah they were especially in the beginning embraced by misfits uh, the the guys that weren't surfing but started skate and uh let's say punk uh, uh, tribes that that weren't weren't like accepted anywhere and van said yeah come along and um so this sort of um almost like a group of people that never really belongs anywhere uh, was the the start of the brand yeah, so to say all the miscellaneous people gathered and uh formed the 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 root of Vance. Yeah. So in that sense, uh, this uh, this Weko Maria Vance collaboration is uh, is definitely something that is uh, maybe also very much related to the start of the Vance brand. If I'm yeah. not mistaken. I I haven't even thought about that, but uh, yeah, you you you're completely right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's to me it's quite top of mind because I you had to prepare this properly. I prepared <laughs> first of all. Yes. Uh, it, it would uh, you would not expect it, <laughs> and uh, I had the pleasure last week to speak to uh, Mr. Doc. Palladini, the the current president of Vans, yeah. um, in this uh, same setting, and uh, we spoke about uh, yeah the, the the paradox between becoming a four billion dollar brand and yeah the origin of the misfits and uh, California and skate and how you preserve um, that same brand DNA within such a, a, a huge company. Yeah, and what also always inspires me is that um you said homeless people and uh, well what was the other metaphor uh supermodels supermodels let's go um but it's both dads and their young sons or daughters and yeah. mothers they all have their vans right yeah and um so to me it's always um in the basicness of the shoe and it's also a storyteller and and this particular story is really um to me very fascinating because what m people might not realize is that for instance the records uh, on the shoes uh, have uh, quite a strong meaning where it comes to uh, yeah the love of music in tokyo and uh, yeah and also for in particular about weko maria can, can you explain a little bit about that you mean about how music culture is um well, uh, if, if you if you look at the box, and, yeah. and later on we will absolutely uh, have the enjoyment of uh, of checking out the shoes. Um, you see that the records on there, uh, well, yeah. they personify the love for music, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Also, by the founders of Wacom Maria, yes. because um, I've read a lot about the founders, and it touches all kinds of interests. I'm totally crazy about. Let's start with they are both. Of, uh, professional former professional football players uh, for the for J League uh, for so for the Japanese uh, league, and they realized okay, um, when I'm 35, 40 years old, I will retire as a football player, and I need something else, uh, of course, as a source of income, but also to have something to do. They started a nightclub because they are totally crazy about music. There, this nightclub started to become, and, and this, there I see a similarity between the nightclub and Tenudinim. It, it also gathers a group of people which becomes a subculture. And from this nightclub, they started realizing, okay, when we are 50, we might not be able to spend uh, the nights 
uh, <laughs> until five in the morning in a nightclub. So we should open up a clothing they, they brand. They needed a new career again. And what happened, because if you go there and you are into music, not only into music and vinyl, but also in te technical terms of music, there are amplified, the, the, the installation of this, this music installation, it costs uh, almost a million, million euros. Uh, uh, this is something that en sound engineers will go crazy upon. And there is a guy in the back of the store that is constantly playing these records. And it's almost like you're in a film set. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I always tell people, if you go to Tokyo, you're not going to museums. You just walk around, browse and let it come. And it's always amazing. <laughs> hey, and, um, I'm gonna keep the box closed. Sorry for for uh, at least a few more minutes because before we're gonna check out what Vance and Waco Maria did uh, together, I would love to see your favorite Vance first because uh, oh. I think uh, that beautiful. Oh, what is it? Is it plastic box? It's a transparent <laughs> box. It's a birthday gift for my sister, and when I asked her uh, to give me this present, she said, "Honestly, are are you are you are you real?" You're 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 turning thirty. It's a present <laughs> you would give to. Yeah, I'm I'm completely young, but now she's she's used to it. But it's a transparent shoebox, and I'm displaying uh, my favorite pairs. Uh, let's start with uh, this yellow version because it's a collaboration with Vans and the Italian shoe brand DMA, and the Vans are also made in Italy. Oh, that's which, awesome! And you see the the craftsmanship. It's the leather is very buttery, but it's also the last. It's it's built on oh. a real DMA last, and yeah, it's it's These, really beautiful. They look unworn. Uh, they yeah. are unworn because I don't want to wear them. It's it's uh, yeah, wear don't tear. I, I it, it's something stupid, but it, it is cool. But uh, help me understand this. Why would you not wear this? Because uh, I I, it, I would like to wear them, but. Um, I don't want to throw them away. And we are, in this, we are different. You like torn apart jeans and shoes. I don't like that. I'm not a vintage buyer. <laughs> Look over there. I'm not a vintage buyer. So every time I'm putting them on, I think, oh my God, the first stain will will yeah completely make me crazy. And then I think, okay, I box it again and maybe wait for another moment. And then what? You unbox them every now and then, and you. I, I unbox them very occasionally, and I look <laughs> at them like it, it, for me, this is a piece of art. It has so many hidden features, like the Italian flag on the on the heel. Yeah, and I see this beautiful uh, uh, rough uh, yeah. side of the leather it's, heel tap. It's it's, uh, it's the it's a fantastic mix between Italian craftsmanship and Californian skater vibe. So yeah, that's that's. Awesome. Yeah, it's just but I do feel that you need to show the world these, man. Yeah. They would lo look lovely with uh, some nice blue jeans. Yeah. Might be a good uh, business model. <laughs> Might be a good business model. And then, um, yeah, this is something I'm very, very proud of. It's the shoe we designed. Um, I've always dreamt of a shoe with a transparent sole, with the, the logo of the city we are living in. Um, Printed on the on the sole, and it's not Tokyo, guys. It's uh, Amsterdam. Amsterdam, yeah. I would I would love to move to Tokyo, but I will always return to Amsterdam because it's the second coolest city in the world. Um, 
ja, en, en de, 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 de canvas. It ages beautifully. Uh, I have one pair to rock, one pair to stock. Here I did the right thing compared uh, if you, yeah, I, I've learned my lesson from the DMA, so I immediately <laughs> purchased two pairs. Yeah, and it's something, I will show my grandchildren this pair of, and, and I even believe that when, well, let's say in about 30 years, I will show my grandchildren this shoe and I'll tell granddad designed this together with granddad Menno. <laughs> <laughs> Menno, tell us the story. Yeah, and then the third. <laughs> but okay, so yeah, sorry. I have to interrupt you here because I know when you start to talk about ventures. Yeah, yeah, uh, apologies, apologies. You, 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 you get into a certain pace, and uh, I want to keep up here. Can you call that an era? Is that the era, the DM, or is that? Yeah, like the DMA is an era, and you see this because of the 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 the, the thicker layer here. So it's the, the authentic and the layer. They are basically the same shoe. The, the authentic, uh, uh, yeah. Just uh, as a small FYI, was the first. Uh, van shoe they ever made uh, article number 44 if i'm not mistaken yep. that's the sh that's the shoe that uh, that that started uh, the vans brand and um uh, can i already ask if one of those two style wise is your favorite or is that we'll come to that later right because in my opinion this is the most versatile shoe and then i come i i told you already i'm using slip on vans for something that you might not expect i'm uh, someone uses it for because i use it for cycling because i don't like these cycling shoes where you have to click into this because i'm always afraid i can't go out when i'm falling or something <laughs> so i thought why not wear this shoe because it's ridiculously versatile you can slip literally slip into it um you can wear it on the bike But if you cycle to the office or to uh, to the beach, you can also wear it with the sweatpants or with uh, with the uh, swimming trunks. So that's that's very great. And no, this is the third shoe. I'm totally the third pair of Vans. I'm totally crazy about. And it's also a collaboration with a Japanese brand. That was bought it in Tokyo. Queued up for it. Um, I hate queues, but for this shoe, I queued. Uh, it's a collaboration with Softnet, one of my favorite Japanese brands, and. Very cool uh, fact, noteworthy, is that Japan is the only country that allows Vans, or Vans is the only Japan yeah, uh, that allows um, the design of the Vans with something, uh, some other nods, that so they don't have to stick to the global rules of design. But that's that's also because I, I believe it's the only country in the world that is not connected to the mother yeah, company. Correct. Uh, there is a shop which I really recommend in Tokyo, which is called Billy's. Billy's is the, the the house of vans in Japan. They are always having the uh, creative, the, no, the, the final, um, how do you say? They will judge whether or not a vans is allowed to go on the market. And look at, for instance, they are not, uh, they are not allowed, not they are allowed to, to change the heel tap. So here they have the checkerboard Awesome. Tip, which I really like, and uh, yeah, this is a shoe I've been wearing for so many times, and it has this crazy pony hair upper. Is it yeah. indigo pony hair? Yeah, it's indigo pony hair. <laughs> My goodness, <laughs> pony 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 hair. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. And and uh, is 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 the heel? Is that just age, or was the yeah. what happened there? Is that the cycling? It's just me slipping in and out of the shoe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Um, Besides, uh, besides cycling, 
the slip-on is definitely one of your favorite silhouettes in Vans. Yes. And and uh, you 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 said uh, they're so versatile. Uh, is this also something you wear underneath a suit or uh, yeah. like a business-related meeting? Yeah, absolutely. And you also have smarter versions. This is not a very smart version of the slip-on, but if you wear a, a, the OG navy slip-on with a pair of smart socks and a, a, a chino, for, uh, for instance, then this turns out to be a quite a... Yeah, of course, not if you're in insurance or banking, but we're, we're not in insurance... Or banking. So your dad didn't wear these uh, when he was hosting uh, the conference. He was wearing the yellow version. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, fucking no, no, awesome. No, 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 no. He, he, no. He's totally not into fans, but uh, ah, something really cool. You're Very into it. About. You're into it for the whole family, right? Absolutely. Hey, Enough. And um, I would love to uh, to jump onto uh, the yeah the Weko Maria uh, collaboration. This is the first color. Would you mind? Oh Oh my god, unboxing. Unboxing and uh, giving the expert opinion. Easy, yeah, Willem, easy. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's all like for you. It's like Sinterklaas. <laughs> yeah, it's all, Dutch people will recognize. Ah, this is amazing. It, start with, it starts with the original's execution, which is always, always good with the higher foxing. Yeah, because this is uh, this is part of, yeah. uh, of course, of the Van Vo Van's Vault uh, collection, um, where indeed the 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 all the aspects of the shoe really refer to the old foxing, and and, and the the insole is, uh, has some proper cushioning, like in the seventies. It's like um, it's very gummy. It's 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 a lot easier to wear, I guess. It's. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you can leave me here now for 15 minutes and then we'll... Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, but but y come on, sp talk it yeah. out. <laughs> well, the, the cool... Here again, it's very versatile. You can wear it with a pair of... You can wear it with a pair of jeans. You can pair it with sh uh, wear it with shorts, with swimming trunks. I really enjoy the foxing. I really enjoy the prints. And yeah, I I'm always into details, but I also love the Weka Maria inside and... Yeah, and, and this uh, is what this is one for the summer, man. Yeah, right. And it's uh, crazy. Didn't what? you? Isn't this because the first time I I saw the records and the the the, the design the guys uh, made uh, for this particular uh, release, I sort of felt back in the store of Weko Maria, yeah. uh, like surrounded by all those uh, vinyl gems, and uh, because um, yeah, we also brought the second uh, color here, which I feel is. Even more Californian <laughs> heritage <laughs> than uh, than the first one. Yeah, it's uh, like Mr. Van Doren uh, designed it himself. Yeah, fantastic. The purple is really, really good. The canvas is really st it's sturdy. And what I really, I sometimes I buy, I, I'm I'm only buying originals from Vans, and that's because they are more exclusive. What I really enjoy. But also because the quality is just way, way better. And, and yeah, well, I um, I fully advocate that you only stock the, the originals because it's much more value for money. Yeah, and don't you agree that if you look at the simplicity of the shoe, it's, it's quite extraordinary that you add a, a different color and you add records and all of a sudden you're looking at a completely different shoe. 
Yeah. So is is the metaphor of these shoes being a blank canvas, uh, which eventually um, is about creative expression, also allows us to make something completely different while it's so close to the original. I yeah. think that's quite mind-blowing. Literally, it, it was a black canvas. You add a design. You add also... Uh, um, you also add the idea, the feeling of being part of something. And, and with wearing a pair of vans like this, you also say, oh, I really enjoy Japan and I really, really enjoy records <laughs> and I'm part of this crazy movement. Yeah, that's, you, you've, I fully agree with you. And, <clears throat> and do you feel that um, if, if fans collaborate with, with these kind of brands, um, do you feel that um, we need more of this? Because I think that uh, they also will release uh, bowling shirts, uh, yeah. the, one, the, 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 the magic bowling shirts, uh, who are not delivered yet. So uh, there's no scoop here. But uh, I think that's a quite obvious, but also amazing add-on to this uh, release, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's, that's uh, the, the, the film The Big Lebowski, you probably know. And that's all about um, guys like this, you know, walking around, chilling out and... The whole feeling of Waco Maria with the bowling shirts and the, the vinyl records that that brings you back to Tokyo nightclubbing, uh, walking around, eating, having all these influences you were not aware of they even existed. So basically, uh, acquiring one of those uh, Paris is is like the first step to uh, to entering the Tokyo Dream. Saves you uh, saves you a plane ticket and a hotel. <laughs> yeah, but y your dad covers that. So uh. <laughs> no, but it, it, it's the first step in understanding how crazy Japan is and how uh, dedicated and devoted they are to a design process. But but isn't it also um, because? I was cycling here and I thought, where where does my love and fascination for Japan come from? And I actually concluded that most of it is also rooted in the States because yep. I believe a lot of the inspiration from, uh, well, the, 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 the brands we all love, uh, yeah. Visfim and, um, uh, well, uh, let's say Weka Maria, yeah. the... Yeah, uh, Snow Peak. It's it's yeah. all like sort of rooted either in outerwear or in performance yeah. or in uh, yeah in jeans or in denim or um, music. It's 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 all somehow related to to anything American. I think it's one hundred percent American. Uh, we've both read the book Amatora, how how Japan saved American style. What the Japanese are very good at is they improve something that is already very good to something extraordinary. That's what Visfim does with Americana. That's what uh, End Wonder do, uh, does, the, the pants I'm wearing with outerwear. That's what um, Waco Maria do with grungy, grungy Americana style. And that's what they also do with the best pizza you will eat in Tokyo, the best hamburger you will eat in Tokyo. That's just because they are totally crazy about continuously improving something that others already find perfect, but they won't stop. And then you get things like these. But it's quite fascinating that, uh, and that maybe also says something about the brilliance of fans as a brand, that 
although Oslo makes better uh, cargo pants than the U.S. Army ever did. Yeah. And uh, Visvim uh, makes uh, better indigo-dyed uh, <laughs> sweaters than uh, Harvard gave to their students in any era. Yeah. Nobody touched these shoes. No. So is this, is this uh, an example of uh, it's better you need to dance with the devil uh, if you can't yeah. defeat it? I think there are some things you simply don't touch. And um, I was, we're both uh, sports fans. And you know that we have one hero in the Netherlands who is Johan Cruyff. Nobody would ever dare to say, I'm as good as Cruyff. You simply don't go there. And I think Vance is Cruyff. So the Japanese... Embrace it. Embrace it and also love it because they love Americana. They love Californian skate vibes, surf vibes, but they won't start improving it. They just embrace it. They will never put number 14 on the back of their <laughs> jerseys. No, 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 they shouldn't. But that's quite fascinating to me because um, Vance made a book uh, because of their 50th anniversary and um, uh, it, it was uh, uh, it was uh, published by uh, Doc Palladini, uh, who has a history as a um, as a journalist. Yeah, um, he's now the president of uh, of the company, and he writes about the simplicity of the brand, and he writes about the uh, yeah, om- it's almost so pure and simple that yeah, that's also something you can't really touch anymore it's it's there, and yeah, again, I think it's super fascinating that uh, that. Anything Americana in Japan is uh, made into sort of a, a better version of itself. And Vans, after all, uh, remains to be the brand that uh, that everybody embraces and, 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 and walks around with, literally yeah. speaking. And it's also really cool that nothing really has changed. So the shoe, the silhouette, is yeah. still the same as 40 years ago. The only thing that changes is that they have other people... Uh, interpreting the shoe. So now it's Waka Maria. In 10 years, it's another brand or a musician. Uh, and and, and that be- they are always on top and they're always collaborating with people who are thought leaders uh, at that moment. So they're always relevant. And you feel that. And that's something I really admire in the brand. I think there's no better way to wrap up this uh, this conversation, brother. Uh, thank you so much. Um, when I was asked to uh, to talk about uh, this collaboration, I could only invite one person yeah. uh, because uh, you are absolutely the the one who uh, injected me with the Tokyo virus <laughs> and injected me with the Vans virus. Yeah. Uh, very important. So uh, thanks a million, brother. And yeah, um, I hope uh, I hope that we uh, get to design the second collaboration uh, of our uh, Tunudenim X Vans uh, shoe very soon. Amen. But first, we're going to enjoy this uh, Vans Weco Maria yeah, release because uh, fantastic. we're over the moon, aren't we? Yeah, this is. Uh, I, I, I'm. I, I know where I'm. I will be walking around uh, in during summer. Awesome. <laughs> Speak soon, Willem. Thank you so much. Take care, Menno. This was uh, the studio of Radio To Do The Name, and uh, we love to see you and hear you in the, the next episode.